We're part of a, a family that stretches across uh, the world with, uh, I think it's something like 580 churches now. Can you believe that? It grows almost weekly, all weekly. And um, so it's good to hear a message from our leader. Um, one, one that's definitely resounds in him, I would say, frequently. If you're around Pastor Phil long, you're going to hear a message about prayer. And it's because it's not just something that he kind of just sees as a spiritual discipline. It's life to him. And uh, being around him, even just before we went away, I spent a week with him in a masterclass. And that really is a resounding kind of expression that comes out of him is, is, is be immersed in prayer. And, and prayer is just simply a connection that we have with God. It's like what Aaron described even in worship, that that, that is a connection that we have with God. And so it is vital to our lives. Amen? And so I, I very much want to affirm uh, that message and, uh, you know, also say that for me, uh, it's life as well. The same thing is in me that, you know, even over the last year, who, who kind of wants to take a drop kick of 2019? You know, just, is there anybody? You just kind of want to get it and you want to boot it away as far as you can possibly see that it might not be seen or heard again, <laughs> you know, and might not come up in your, your photo story. Uh, there's nothing to see there. You know, you can kind of have that feeling, yeah, sometimes. Um, but our prayer, I, I got to say that through last year, prayer kind of was the thing that kept me going all the way through, yeah? I love that statement that Pastor Phil said, if you start on your knees, you'll end up on your feet. And I think that's so true. For me, that was the story of last year. You know, I, although we, through all the challenges and the trials uh, that we experienced in our life, just continually coming back to that simple place of just falling on my knees and saying, Lord, come close to me. Speak into my situation. Let me hear life in my ears and see the future before me. And, and that's in prayer. When we fall on our knees, then we literally do. We can find ourselves positioning in our, ourselves in a place where we actually go to standing in a place of victory. Um, while we're uh, in uh, Canada, uh, we, we, we had a day off. And so we thought, you know, we've been to Canada like six or seven times quite a few times but we've never ever been skiing before can you believe that and go to Canada we've never even been at the ski field so we had a day off and I'm like I know what I want to do I want, I want to head out into the Rockies and I want to ski because I, I just think that's a good thing to do when you're in Canada right you've got to have that experience and so we went away and did that and uh, who's ever been skiing up in Alps before uh, high up and I think I've got a photo actually here uh, just for you to partake a little bit there you are, up very, very high. That's, that's before we even descended. You can see we're holding onto the fence there uh, because uh, we're, we're not sure about what well, this is our second time ever skiing, right? And we did Threadbow before, which is like an ice rink that goes down ways. Um, but, uh, so we're about to go in it and we don't know what's about to come. But uh, we had a, a, a kind of an ex interesting day. That was the first run. The second run, we lost Jensen. Um, like for a long time, for a couple of hours, to the point where we ended up, I ended up getting emergency services to uh, look throughout the mountains because he, he kind of went off the green run, as we found out, onto a black run and uh, ended up quite a significant ways down the mountain. Yeah, you did. Uh, and uh, he's alive in here today, so praise the Lord for that. Uh, but there was a couple of hours there where, where we were looking for Jensen. Um, that wasn't very nice and so he ended up so far down that he actually had to get the gondola uh, 
back up to where we are a couple of kilometres away. So, uh, But while we're up there, um, and just re- relating it back to prayer, uh, who knows, when you're up that high, it's actually really hard to breathe. Like, I, I ride my bike fairly regularly and go to the gym and work out and consider myself to be somewhat fit. This is pre-Christmas. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when you're up there, I couldn't believe how hard it... Like, you do, you do a little run and then you have to get your boots, you, you, you know, get your, your board off or get them back on. And literally just trying to get clips on was like an exhausting kind of thing. And, and, and I find myself just... I get almost get to the boot and then have to have a break and just... <gasps> And just trying to get oxygen back in because it was really hard. You, I was struggling to get air. You know what I mean? And and for me, that's what prayer is like. You get, you really need oxygen, right? But you really need a prayer because you, your design. You and I are created to be in connection with our Creator. That's where we've got life. When we're disconnected from our Creator, then life gets really difficult. You're on your own. You feel like. It, it, you're just battling to survive and you feel like you're going to die like I did on the top of that mountain. Um, that in my bottom that was heavily bruised um, from skiing. But prayer is like oxygen, yeah? And, and so we need it. God is a life source and, and he's, he's not just an object, which we sometimes can make him, something that we know about, that we visualize, but he's life, Yeah? He's living, he's active, and he's available for you and I to reach out and connect with that we might actually see ourselves through every difficult, challenging time of our lives. Amen? And so I very much implore with what Pastor Phil is saying there. If you, if you start on your knees, you'll finish on your feet. Amen? Romans 5 says this, reading out of the Passion Translation, it says this, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop us in patient endurance. And patience, patient endurance will refine our character, and proven character leads us back to hope. It always will. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy, all right? It's not just something whimsical that's not real. Hope is real. And it's alive and available to us because he says this, we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts from the Holy Spirit who lives in, in, in us. Amen? So for me, the two things that happened in 2000, 2019 for me through my difficulties and challenging, challenges is firstly that God became more real. He became more real. He's, he, he went far away from being a disappointing fantasy, something that's just an object, but he became more real. My challenges actually led me to a place where I found him. And this is what the passage here is, Paul is saying, the victory is actually not just in, in getting through, but coming closer to him. Because when we're connected to him, we're connected to life, and it's through this that we say we can experience, and Pastor Phil talked about this through Ephesians as well, this is how we experience the endless love of God cascading in our hearts, this kind of falling of a, a, a visual uh, thought that I have of like a waterfall running in and through us and just kind of washing down over the different rocks and objects and challenges and trials within us as, as, as human beings to actually pour in rivers of new life and blessing. Amen? 
of promises for our future, and that is available to us. And when we fall to our knees, we actually position ourselves for that cascade to happen, for endless love to fill us up, and, and that's where we are lifted up into a new place and we find love. I love this. You know, it, the word experience in the original Greek can be translated as genuineness. Genuine. Don't you love that? That when you actually experience God, you find the most genuine person that you'll ever experience. Who knows that the fake, flaky people in our lives don't help us in the long run? They come and they go. But the thing about Jesus Christ is that he came to actually be the most real expression of life that you and I will ever experience. Amen? In, in life. He is the person that actually pours life into us and give, positions us into a place where we might actually find life. And there's three things that I believe that in 2000, what is it, 2020, that I'm believing for and that I'm feeling that God is wanting to lead us into as we have that cascade, that kind of washing. I can get the, I can, can you get this picture of kind of just like the living water, the life of God flowing in and through us over the various challenges and, 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 and rocky places in our life for us to find firstly freedom. Amen. Who wants that? To be more free. You know, there's many different things that can pull us away. Substances and opinions. Man, they are varied and strong and becoming so furious in this life. Are you noticing this? Where there's multiple opinions thrown at you every single day. You only have to read through your news feed and you'll have about 20 different opinions coming at you saying, believe this, this is truth, and then it'll change tomorrow and there's a new opinion. And you know what I'm talking about? And as well as that, we've got substances that, that constantly are being encouraged. Hey, this is going to solve your problem. This is going to actually be the thing that's going to lead you on. That new diet, I wonder what's going to come out this year. <laughs> What are we going to get into this year? Is it going to be eating meat or more vegetables? We will see. Will it be, you know, taking, uh, what do you call it, the um, supplements? Who knows what's going to come? You know, so there's this encouragement to take hold of substances and, and listen to opinions and try to work it out in the mix, yeah? But in the middle of it, God's saying, I actually want to call you to freedom and it's in me. I am the person I am life. Amen. Well, while I was uh, in, uh, actually, before, as we came back down from Canada, we stopped off in LA to uh, have New Year's with our friends down there. But uh, they're part of a, a very large church. They're called Sandals. Can you believe that? Sandals. Maybe we should call our church Thongs. <laughs> thongs. I thought, a very strange name, but it's very big, influential, fast-growing church that they're part of. And we were blessed to be up, be part of a, a dinner with a lot of their team and got to talk to, with them. But one of the guys that's like, I think he's the, the executive pastor there, uh, I got chatting to him and he preached on the Sunday that we were there. But he talked about how it, it just sort of come out suddenly that he had this very real challenging pot addiction, marijuana addiction, uh, through a considerable part of his life. And I was like, oh, whoa, dude. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was a real challenge. Even while I was studying uh, and getting my master's and so on, I was, I, was, I was having a good time. And I'm like, right, thanks for this. This is real. 
honestly, hi, I'm, my name's Ryan, you know, he, he was kind of just letting it out and sharing really honest, honestly about his challenges. And, and I said to him, because now it's legal in California as well, I said, so what does that mean to you now? I mean, it's legal. You can go to a shop and just, does this mean that the, the floodgates have opened again? You can kind of get into this, you know, like, it's fine now, right? It's just a plant. I was just being a bit of a devil's advocate, and hopefully you all hear that this morning. But I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just plant. You know, you can smoke plant. And, and he's like, you know what? No, no I can't. Um, and I, I even studied and looked. I made all the excuses I could as to why it's beneficial and helpful and so on and so forth. I know all of that. Um, I, can, I can talk into that, no problem. Uh, but I really de- developed a dependency on it. Um, so I, I needed it. I couldn't study without it. I couldn't socialize without it. I couldn't, I couldn't function without it. I actually developed a, a dependency on it where I, I needed it just to survive and live out my life. And he's going, so that's not helpful to me. In fact, I wouldn't go there. It doesn't matter that the, you know, the powers of B have said that it's fine, it's legal now. I don't want to become dependent on that, so no, I, I won't go anywhere near it. Uh, interesting New Year's conversation, right? Uh, but it's so easy for us. As, as the environment and laws and things are going to change in our life, it's, we can feel like we're moving into freedom, but who knows that it actually leads us to bondage, a dependency, where suddenly we're dependent on a substance or we're dependent on someone's opinion and, and we kind of get thrown this way and that way. But who knows that God actually is the one that provides a way to real freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And, and I see this for the year ahead and for your lives. This is my prayer, is that you, as, you, as we all enter into a place where we, make, we, we, we put God first, and, and I've got, who, who does New Year's resolutions yet? You're into that? Some of us still? None of us. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Just, just float on through the year. It's going to be amazing. I like that approach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one of, the, one of the things that I just wrote down, and, and, and uh, I am a subscriber to it, uh, the steps of the Lord are directed by the Lord, that kind of thing, and you might want to take note of that. But uh, <laughs> I, I just felt this thing, you know what? I just want to, for God to be the first one that I speak to and the last one. I just, first and the last, I just want to include him in my life in that way, as simple as it might be. I want to do that because I know that if I start my day with him, I'll, I'll start my day with freedom. And then if I finish with him, well, then I'll hopefully let go of the things I didn't need to bring into the next day. Really simple, yeah? yeah? But I really believe that God's going to lead us and challenge us through this year just to move into a deeper place of freedom where we're not dependent on anything or we don't feel controlled or manipulated by any other substance or opinion but we're in this place where we feel strong and free amen and so i'm believing for that this year and i'm praying that over our lives for us amen that we'll move into freedom and i want to encourage you every single day start with freedom and end with freedom don't carry on to the next day, next day something that was unhelpful and not needed for your future. If you do that every day, you'll find that as you get closer near the year, you'll be like, there's nothing on me because I've had this deliberate action of just coming to him first and saying goodbye to him last. And 
and, and moving on from one day to the next. Amen. So I'm believing for that, number one, that you'll experience that. And I'm going to be praying for that over your lives and your families this year. The second thing that I want you to hear and know for this year is that God loves who you are and he loves what you do. Amen. I, I found myself in conversations throughout the last few weeks where in various churches where I just found myself continually saying that. God loves what you do. It didn't matter who I was speaking to, whether they were in a pastoral position or whatever. In fact, most of them weren't. They were in professions outside of the world. I just felt this, this word and this conviction in me to tell people, God loves what you do. He wants us to be salt and light in this world. And I feel this so strongly for our, for our church that God, this is actually going to be a church where God is going to raise up and position people in all different spheres across our city, the region, and the nation to raise them up into places of influence that might, they might be the mouthpiece to speak about God's goodness, His love, His promises, and His freedom that is offering to every single life. And I see that happening. And so I want you to hear this. And I'm going to remind you throughout this year, your job that you have, the spaces and the places that you live your lives in, it's by no accident. God's positioned you there because you are salt. You are the flavor. You are the light in that place to bring out all of God's goodness that they might see and know Him. And I want you to know that Psalm 139 says this out of the message in verse 13. Oh, yes, you shape me first inside, then out. You form me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit how I was sculptured from nothing into something like an open book. You watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you, the days of my life, all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Amen. Your life matters to him. Every single day that you're going to be living out this year, God's going to place you in places and spaces where you're, you're the hope in that place. You're the mouthpiece. You're the person that's going to lead people to enter into a relationship with their creator and save you. Do you believe that? Amen. And so I want to speak that over you. More than ever, I feel called to release this message to you. You are Christ in your workplace, in your school, in your uni, in your sporting club, whatever you belong to. You're that person that is going to bring life and blessing. Amen. And I see us as a church just growing in this way. And finally, number three, this is what I'm believing for more than ever. And again, this is something that I just felt resonating me over the last few months is that God wants you to be a friend. Yeah? He wants you to be a friend. I think it's so cool that Jesus Christ called his disciples friends. Who knows that the, the, he, he didn't have any need within him. He had perfect connection with God himself. He has no need, but he chose to call people friends. All of us need friends, amen? But here's the thing, is you've got to be a friend. Don't go looking for friends. Be a friend. That's what the challenge that I feel. Jesus was that person who says, hey, I'm your friend. You're my friends. He called that out. And I pray that throughout this year that we would be people that would befriend others. 
that our hearts would expand and enlarge to actually include others and to say, hey, come and, be, come and share in my life and let me share in yours, that we might encourage each other, that we might impart life to one another, that we might spur each other on to pursue all that God has for us, amen. And so I'm, I'm challenging us all today, be a people that actually would reach out and befriend someone else. Don't you just love the surprises that God brings in that? We, we had so many moments, even while we were traveling again, where God kind of led us into situations and places where suddenly we found a person that we just suddenly, there was a connection there. Don't you love them? And you know that God's brought it about and they're sovereign and, and there's such beautiful blessing in us just opening our hearts and say, hey, I'm ready for another I'll accept them and welcome them into my life. And you'll find that as you do that throughout this year, there's going to be new people that are going to place in your life. There's going to be a strengthening of some of the relationships you already have. But we're going to be a people that make friends. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, Ben, for coming up. We're going to pray together in just a moment and take communion together. But finally, my encouragement today is as we exit another year, and enter into a new year. Philippians says this, and, and I feel this scripture and love this scripture so much. It says this, Paul writes to the Philippians, he says, not that I have already attained this or I'm, I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but for one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and straining toward what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. I love that one passage where it says, forget, let go. In, in the original language, it actually means to lose out of mind which is actually a decision that we make. Sometimes we're kind of just hoping that God will do a lobotomy of all the tough and rough stuff. But here he's actually saying that that's on, that's on us. That's on you guys. You've actually got to make the decision to put out of mind the things that are unhelpful, to put them behind and move on. And it's not about saying they didn't happen, but they're about being willing to move on to new. Amen. To say, God, I'm open. His Spirit is always doing a new thing. And if you're willing, you'll find that you'll move to that place if you just kind of surrender old things. And so just in a moment, we're going to take communion together. And I actually want to ask, this. there's enough of us that I think we can push the chairs back and make this work. But if we can all just come out in just a moment and stand out here, and we're going to take communion. And I felt to do this because, again, there's such power in coming back to it all change for us and that's at the cross Jesus defeated all the things that would look to take and suck the life out of us sin and our struggles he defeated them and made a way that we could have life and if, if we today would just acknowledge again the work that he did on the cross for our personal life to take hold of that surrender whatever we need to let go of and step free into the new year I believe that's a good way to start it, amen. And so in just a moment, I'm going to encourage you to come up, take hold of the bread and the wine represents Christ's body and his blood that was shed for us. And thank God for the work that he accomplished and did for you that is done. It's, it's finished. Take hold of that. And then I want to encourage you to receive his love and forgiveness again.
And then whatever you need to put out of mind, kind of say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to leave that. Because the, the deepest scars that we have are in our mind. Do you understand that? The, the moments and the challenges can pass, but there can be these deep scars that remain in our mind. And unless we choose to surrender them and hand them over to Him, then those scars just become deeper and wider and more troublesome, yeah? So just as you're up here, I'd encourage you just to let go of it and say, God, I'm open to everything that has come in my way that you've prepared for me, amen? But before we do that, can we just close our eyes and I, I just want to invite anyone that here, that's here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ, you, you haven't yet accepted His love and and forgiveness you're hearing you're saying you know what I I don't want last year to look like this year I I don't want that I I want to start afresh and the way to start afresh is with him the one that offers life doesn't look to control us or manipulate us or force us in any way but only wants to offer life and so I just want to pray for anyone that's here today that wants to accept his love you might have even done this before but you know that you've made some decisions that have taken you elsewhere. And right now in this moment, you can you can sense that God is calling you back. And so I want to invite you in just a moment to also raise your hand. I just want to pray for some of those people. And then even if you're here and you're going, you know what? As I enter this year, I'm not sure about my eternal place in heaven. I'm not, I'm not completely 100% sure. I believe that right now in this moment you can be. And so just while every eye is closed... Is there anyone that I can pray for that's any one of those three positions that wants to accept Christ's love and forgiveness right now? If that's you, just want to raise your hand and let me know. And if you want to come back to Him, you've wandered off, you want to come back, or you want to be sure, I'd, I'd love to pray for you. And I believe right now in this moment that that'll take place. Is there anyone, just before we close now, that I can pray for, wants to accept His love and forgiveness? You feel almost a burden of guilt, of shame. And you desire to be free of that today. Is there anyone that I can pray for? Two more seconds.